Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast. My name is Mindy Jensen, and with me, as always, is my stimulating co-host, Scott Trench. Thanks, Mindy. Amped to be here. <laughs> We're here to make financial independence less scary, less just for somebody else, to introduce you to every money story, because we truly believe financial freedom is attainable for everyone, no matter when or where you're starting. On today's episode, we are speaking with Jeremy Schneider from Personal Finance Club and Nectarine about a financial issue that he is especially passionate about, the business of financial advising. In this day and age, when anyone can sell anything for any price, it's more important than ever to be educated about your options, especially when it comes to your finances. So stay listening. Because on today's episode, Jeremy is going to help us demystify the world of financial advisors and give us actionable tips on how to get financial advice without paying fees. We don't need to be paying. I love his four tiers. You're going to learn a lot from this and agree completely with him. I am so excited to bring in Jeremy. Jeremy, shifting gears, you started a company called Nectarine as a reaction to some of the issues you see in the financial advisor industry. Can you explain for our audience who may not know what a financial advisor is? Um, so basically, I've been teaching about personal finance and investing since then, which has been the last five years or so, the question that I always get is, how do I find a good financial advisor? And it's a really hard question to answer because there's basically four major types of financial advisors. And I'm going to walk through them from worst to best. The worst type is the insurance salesman. A lot of people walk into a, a, an office and a nice person there and shake their hand. They have financial advisor right on the nameplate of their door or whatever. And then they proceed to try to sell them insurance. And it's a very confusing experience for people because they don't know if they should be buying insurance. And that's not what they thought they were walking into. But you know, the, the term financial advisor isn't a regulated term. It's a lot of insurance salesmen tell them that. So if you walk into an office and expect, or you have an associate or friend or whatever who tries to sell you insurance, that's not a financial advisor. That's an insurance salesman. That's the worst business model. And by the way, these people are like super professional. They're scary. They're like, they've got it mastered. Like I host this podcast for the last five, six years, 500 episodes. And I was like half convinced in one of these things before I figured out what was going on for a good 30 minutes. Like they're, these guys are really know what they're doing to get you get you going on all this stuff. Yeah. The sale. The, no, I mean, thank you. Like the more, the more, every time I can say this, I do, because the more voices you hear of people on the side of reality is the better because they have these really slick sales pitches and these really half truth kind of, you know, pitches they give where you're like, Oh yeah, that is true. But then they don't tell you the other half, which is the devastating fees and the underperformance and the strings attached and yada, yada, yada. So, so yeah, if you're looking for a financial advisor, you don't want to be dealing with an insurance salesman. Um, the second worst type of financial advisor is what I call the strip mall financial advisor. That's where you walk into uh, a financial advisor that's in a strip mall they sit you down and then they just try to sell you products, right? And and this is kind of like a theme in the in the financial services world. It's a whole industry where they're trying to, you know, make money at your expense, right? You know, by selling you stuff. And these types of products are, you know, they can be mutual funds. They can help you set up Roth IRAs, like good stuff, but they're usually really high fee, front loads, high expense ratios, um, you know, like annual fees, statement fees, and they basically fee you to death less underperforming your actual investments and don't really have any incentive to give you advice. They just have an incentive to sell you stuff. The Do you guys have a strip, strip mall financial advisor story? Nope. I just completely agree with you. One of our former guests has a strip mall financial advisor story. I believe it was episode 111 with a Purple Life's mom. My list of 
past episodes. It was episode 111 with a Purple Lives Mom. She has a lovely episode, a lovely story about her strip mall financial advisor. And don't feel bad if it happens to you because it kind of happens. Everyone, you know, like Scott just said, like he's literally the CEO of Bigger Pockets, and he's like, wait a minute, have I like am I missing something here? It's it's tough. There, you know, there. I was sucked in. I was sucked in. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm like, no, I run. I, I do this. I know what's going on here. I got to get out of this conversation. Like if we are susceptible, like what is the normal, you know? But I mean, I, I think the interesting point here is like the theme here is to look at how they're getting paid, right? The insurance salesman is getting paid when he sells insurance. The strip mall financial advisors is getting paid when they, you know, they sell you the products. But which leads us to the third worst type of financial advisor or second best if you look at a, a glass half full kind of person, which is what I call an assets under management advisor, where they just take all of your money, they basically invest it on your behalf. And then instead of selling you individual products, they just take a percent of all the money you give them. So if you give them a million dollars, for example, and they take 1%, that is $10,000 a year, which, you know, is, that's a big example. And the reason I use a big example is that one of the downsides of this business model, which is actually a better business model than the other two, because then at least they're not just pushing individual products. They can more holistically like invest your account for you. But first of all, they only will deal with you if you have usually at least a quarter million dollars or so, because if you have $10,000, 1% of that isn't enough. Um, and so when you're dealing with an assets under management financial advisor, they usually have require very high minimums and the long-term impact of those fees can add up. If it's like a one to 2% fee over the course of an investing career, it can still erode half of your portfolio. Um, and they still don't really have incentive to give you advice. They have incentive to only give you enough advice so that you don't take your money away. You can go somewhere else, but otherwise just basically keep it under their, their management. Which leads us to the fourth type of financial advisor. The least bad. The least bad, which I like to call the most good, um, is, what, is what's called advice only. So advice only financial advisors don't manage your money. They don't push any products. There's no commissions. There's no sales pitch. They literally just sit down next to you, share a screen. They can look at your Vanguard Fidelity Schwab account. They can look at your IRA 401k. They can basically give you advice and their only incentive is to give you advice. The, you know, kind of the downside I would say to this model is that you have to pay them, you know, but at least you know what you're paying them and that's, and what you pay them is all they get paid. And so they work hourly or project based. So they might charge for an hour, they might charge for a project. Um, and, and then that way they're not getting paid on the back end based on what they push. They're not getting paid commissions. They're not, they're not getting these like compounding fees over the years. They're just paying for, you're just paying for the advice. And a good way to identify if you have an advice only financial advisor is ask if you can pay your financial advisor with a credit card. If they like get really uncomfortable or laugh or freak out or explain that it's free or something like that, that's not an advice only financial advisor. You know, that's someone who's getting paid through some other much more suspicious means, right? When it comes to financial guidance, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When Mindy and I want to upgrade our wallets, we turn to NerdWallet. Scott's right. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, Mindy and I were paying for vacations in cash, missing out on miles, and not even knowing what we're leaving on the table. But now we're flying through the skies for free, thanks to our new cards with more miles and upgrades than ever. So if you want more travel rewards, hotel upgrades, or airport lounge access, no matter where you go next, let NerdWallet help you make it happen with a killer travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. 
As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms of each credit card issuer apply. Deciding how to invest your capital can be extremely challenging, especially when the market is constantly changing. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company that has a great track record. The BAM Capital executive team has successfully navigated through the Great Recession, COVID-19, and the current interest rate environment while delivering maximized returns to their partners. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator with over $1.3 billion in transactions, delivering a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has consistently paid preferred return distributions for over 50 consecutive months, has not lost limited partners capital, and has not called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital's disciplined investment strategy is targeting undermanaged institutional quality trophy assets throughout the U.S. heartland for accredited investors who are looking for generational wealth building or monthly income opportunities. Their offerings target cash flow stability, capital preservation, long-term appreciation, and accelerated tax benefits. Join BAM Capital's over 1,200 investors across 44 states and get started today at BAMCapital.com. Again, that's BAMCapital.com. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jeremy, can you, can you explain what a fee-based financial advisor is and why that is not the same as a fee-only financial advisor? There's, these terms are very confusing because they all sound similar and they're misused by everyone. And so fee-based generally means strip mall financial advisor. That's someone who gets paid a fee based on the products they sell you. Fee-only means they don't get paid based on the products they sell you. They just charge you some other fee, either a percent of assets under management or advice only. So fee-only is better than fee-based, but advice-only is kind of a subset of fee-based where there's no assets under management either. And that said, like, you know, how, how can an individual consumer possibly try to like sort through this, right? So I, I tried to like, and you know, you might talk to an insurance salesman and they might say, oh yeah, we're feeling, they might just lie, right? So it, it doesn't like knowing those terms isn't always super helpful. So I, I like the, the, you know, can I pay with a credit card? Because then you find out um, if they were just charging you for the advice. So I can see why people are falling for this. I don't think it's the right word, but the advice only financial advisor is going to cost me money out of my pocket upfront, whereas the assets under management is technically going to cost me money, but I'm not paying them. It's costing me money before it comes to me, before it even gets to my pocket. They take it out of whatever gains I've had or however much, you know, however much is, is sitting in my account. Um, the strip mall financial advisors there and the, the salesmen they're, I'm sure they're saying, oh, this doesn't cost you anything because they're getting paid by the company that the, the, of the products that they're representing. So when you are first starting out, it can be daunting to pay for a, an advice only financial advisor. Cause it's not like a hundred dollars. It's several thousand dollars. They're looking at your financial situation and your goals. And that takes a bit of time to look at all you've got going on and see where you want to be and give you advice to get there. But that's the end of what you're paying. 
is the amount that you that they quote you. Hey, that'll be $2,000. That's where it stops. It's not the, well, you've got $2 million this year, so I'm going to take a percentage of that. And then next year, I'm going to take a percent again and again and again. And it's just that one-time fee or however many times you see them, it's you're paying that once. Um, but having the clarity, I think, is very helpful and I didn't even know these weren't regulated terms, which is not helpful at all. You're totally right, Mindy. And, um, you know, but I, I give a little bit of credit to society because I think we're wisening up to the, oh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, I get paid by my employer. We make money when you make money, whatever they say. I, I think that the consumer is figuring out that there's some strings attached. Um, and you asked a second ago what Nectarine was. Because this is the question that I always have gotten, which is, okay, we kind of, I kind of walked through this pitch. It's like, you want advice only for the reasons we talked about. And so then the next question out of the individual investor's mouth is, okay, how do I find an advice only financial advisor? And my answer has always been, oh, I have no idea. Like, they're very hard to find <laughs> or whatever, um, and which is like suddenly very unhelpful. Um, and so a year ago, my team and I set out to fix this and we launched Nextering, which is an advice only financial advisor marketplace where you, just put in your state, you say what you're looking for, and you can review all the profiles, you can read the reviews. And you said a second ago, uh, it's not like 100 bucks. But actually, I have to disagree with you on that one, Mindy, because at Nectarine, it's 150 bucks. It's 150 bucks for an hour. All of our advisors have agreed to that price. There's no strings attached. There's no sales pitch. There's no, um, you know, there's no commissions. There's no recurring payments. There's nothing. You just get on a Zoom call, share a screen with a licensed fiduciary financial advisor whose only incentive is to give you the best advice, maybe get a good review for them so that they can do more of these these meetings. Um, and that's that's the end of it. Um, and it's available at hellonectarine.com. Thanks for the pitch or thanks for the plug. So this is awesome. Uh, I don't think there is a place where you can find true fee-only financial advisors uh, uh, exclusively on the internet right now that don't charge any AUM fees or have other services that they're providing. And I love that every first call is 150 bucks. I imagine that after that, if there's an ongoing relationship, there can be some negotiation for fees with the, with the advisors after that. Currently, no. Um, every call is $150. Um, that's, oh, wow. Yeah, that's our only product. That's not like an intro offer. That's that's just the rate that you pay for an hour. And you know, right now, about 20% of our clients are rebooking. Uh, you know, We've only been live for six months or so. And so I think it'll be common to come in once a year or so for 150 bucks. But if you, you know, if you look at like a 1% fee over the course of uh, investing career, you know, it can be millions of dollars. It can add up to be like, you know, crazy amounts. And so 150 bucks times, you know, any number of years is going to be dramatically cheaper than that. You know, we might offer additional products in the future where people want a bigger complete financial plan that involves like a bigger deep dive or something like that for a, like a different fixed price. Um, but right now we've, we've kept it, uh, brutally simple. One, one price flat fee book whenever you want. Now, one, one other thing I'll call out on the fee side of things is there's another insidious problem, not just the hunt, you know, how much that those fees add up to, but the incentive for a financial planner in that situation where they're making AUM fees is to reduce volatility, not maximize long-term earnings. Because if you're reducing volatility, people aren't going to, are less likely to take their funds out. So you're compounding on top of the fee issue, a, you know, long-term incentive to be a little bit more cautious, perhaps than best practice in index fund investing, for example. That's totally true. And, you know, that kind of comes down to when you're asking what is a good financial advisor, you just kind of have to follow the money. Like, how are they getting paid? And if they're getting paid assets under management, 
yeah, they have different incentive. Their incentive isn't to provide you advice. Their present their incentive is to not have you quit, right? And maybe not having you quit is you being in a really conservative investment. You know, and by the time you realize what happened, you were maybe getting five percent for ten or fifteen years when you could have been could have been getting ten percent. You know, you might be hundreds of thousands of dollars behind where you would have been otherwise. You know, this is a nuanced question here. There, there's a small percentage of people out there, especially in real estate, who could use a whole life insurance product, a whole or universe, like some some one of those types of products, and benefit from it from an investing perspective. I am not one of those. I am out outside of that box. I'm not a fan of of it in a general sense, but. How, how, if you're someone who's interested in that kind of stuff, but want to avoid the, what was it? The strip mall or the, the insurance salesman, uh, component of this, where would you go to get advice on that? Do, do fee only financial advisors provide that advice and are experts in that category too? My general answer to that, at least my opinion, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion, then I'll tell you how to get advice. My opinion is, you know, a, a permanent life insurance is part of a, um, solid financial plan in the same way that meth is a part of a balanced breakfast. Like maybe technically true. Um, you know, if you have a banana, it really and, uh, jump starts your plan, right? Like it energizes. You could make an argument that your, your, uh, your macros are still right on if, if meth is in there, but you could take out the meth and you still have a balanced breakfast. Right. And so I don't, I don't, I don't look for a way to make permanent life insurance work. You know, it, it, it usually doesn't work. And I don't, I'm a millionaire. I have lots of friends who are millionaires. None of us got there by buying life insurance. None of us use life insurance as some sort of wealth building tool. Those of us who have life insurance have term life insurance because we have kids. And just if we die when we have young kids, we want to be covered. Otherwise, we're investing in index funds and real estate like all the other millionaires we know, right? Um, and so, no, I don't look for a reason to make, you know, to, to, to make it work. That said, you know, I don't know where to go other than Nectarine because we have former insurance salesmen on Nectarine who no longer, you know, who f had a philosophical problem with that business model and they've since got their CFP and they do it right. And they can walk you through all the fees. They can walk you through those strings attached. They can walk you through the, the participation rates and the, the, the floors and the caps and like the, all the carnival games that these insurance companies set up to make it seem like a good deal. And you know, why it's not probably a good deal. You know, obviously I have my perspective on this, but you know, generally talking to someone who doesn't earn a commission from selling it to you is, is who you need to talk to. Let's do math, not meth. I love it. When it comes to financial guidance, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When Mindy and I want to upgrade our wallets, we turn to NerdWallet. Scott's right. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, Mindy and I were paying for vacations in cash, missing out on miles, and not even knowing what we're leaving on the table. But now we're flying through the skies for free, thanks to our new cards with more miles and upgrades than ever. So if you want more travel rewards, hotel upgrades, or airport lounge access, no matter where you go next, let NerdWallet help you make it happen with a killer travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval, and terms of each credit card issuer apply. Saving for a down payment, a wedding, or just looking for extra money to invest? Monarch Money turns your budgeting woes into wins. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best budgeting app overall. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. 
And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to manage your money like a pro. Add a partner or family member to your account for no extra cost. So combined finances become a breeze. Customize your budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions, and more. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash pockets. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash pockets for your extended 30-day free trial. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, we just have a small but I think vocal part of the BiggerPockets money community who do have these products and feel that they're valuable. And I, and I think that there's, um, you know, that, that's always been a challenge is there's, you know, I think I share your views in a general sense, but there are, you know, I, there are some smart people out there who disagree. And I just, I just feel like it's so hard to parse that out because all the advice seems to come from people who have already had, have the product and feel, and you wonder if there's like a buyer's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really like it if you've got it. And then there's the, 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 the salespeople. I'm wondering if there's like a neutral party. It sounds like the reformed, uh, 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 the reformed financial planners, um, that do math now uh, on the platform are, on your platform are a good place to go and get that. And they don't hate insurance, right? Like they're not reformed in that they're like now insurance haters. They just don't earn commissions from selling anymore. That seems like a bare minimum you should ask from an advisor, which is you're not getting paid on the back end based on the advice you give, right? Um, and th- like the more every time I dig into people who are pro insurance as a way to build wealth, like something's something's not right. Deeple. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're out there. So if you're hearing this and you're punching a hole in the wall, then I apologize. But it's usually people who are selling insurance or you have, you know, want to, you know, prove that they're right by buying it or whatever. Yeah. And we, and we did a good di- deep dive into this with um, the white coat investor. You can tell that uh, uh, he spent a good chunk of time really thinking through every in and out of life, whole life insurance. And okay, conceded, here are a few use cases for it. All of these are the reasons why, you know, that are typically sold that are, they're not good ones. So I, I think that this discussion is so important in the context of fee only financial advisors because of the problem of the commissions that like this is the main source of income for 
the folks in that insurance and strip mall category, uh, I believe. And I think it's a huge problem for folks that really intimidates them. Uh, you're right. It is dying out, but it is not dead yet. Um, and, and it's, uh, uh, something that we, we try to fight here at bigger pockets. I think, Oh, it's not a close to dead yet. I mean, the insurance salesmen are alive and well, the, the strip mall financial advisors are alive and well, but, but I do think consumers are wisening up to, you know, they, they walk out of these meetings and they're like, something wasn't right there. Um, and so I think that, you know, hopefully we're on the right side of history and giving people a, like a better option. Well, I just wanted to say, I think that life insurance has its place. And I don't think that anybody here is saying that life insurance is completely worthless 100% of the time. But I also don't think that anybody is saying that whole life is the way to go in almost any situation. So uh, definitely when you are considering life insurance, which absolutely has its benefits, look into what those benefits are and how they benefit you. And whole life is probably not going to be the uh, savior that you think it is. And we did a deep dive about life insurance in general all the way back on episode something with Joe Salcihai, episode 139, where we dove deep into how life insurance is billed. And when Joe first started this episode, I was like, Joe, where are you going with this? But actually, it builds on how you can decide what kind of plan is right for you. And in some cases, whole life is the right plan. Those cases are that, that percentage is like 0.1 or something. It's very, very small that whole life would be the right uh, path for you. But it's not necessarily the wrong path. You just need to know make an informed decision. Don't make a decision based on Bob at the strip mall telling you, oh yeah, you need whole life. Yeah. You need whole life for him because he gets a better, bigger commission. Well, Jeremy, can you tell us where people can find out more about you? Um, my Instagram is where I do most of my personal finance education at personal finance club. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And hope to, to chat again soon. Thanks so much, guys. This was a blast. Scott, that was such a fun episode. And also, don't follow Jeremy's advice for breakfast. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's hard to find fee-only financial advisors. You know, some of the places, you know, even that I had looked as recently as a couple of years ago, um, a lot of the fee-only financial advisors also charge AUM fees, which is not fee-only. And so I love the fact that he's his uh, nectari Hello Nectarine is truly fee-only and, and really admire what he's building there. Yes, you can find it at hellonectarine.com. And it is, to be clear, it's advice only. And it is fee, they charge a flat fee for a one hour consultation. And I'm super excited to go and test it out because I have been looking for somebody to just take a peek at what we're doing, make sure that we're not missing something. I don't want to get, you know, 10 more years down the road and have somebody say, oh, well, 10 years ago, if you would have done this, you would have saved yourself RMDs or, you know, whatever else. Like, you don't know what you don't know. And even though I know a lot, it would be nice to have a separate set of eyes. Yeah. And and uh, 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 just to reiterate that, you know, while we like Jeremy, uh, really enjoyed the interview and all these kinds of things, there is no financial affiliation. We're just excited about the product and neither Mindy or I have tried it at this point. Uh, but we love the concept and hope it uh, takes off. Absolutely. Thanks for that disclaimer, Scott. I appreciate that. All right. Should we get out of here? Let's do it. That wraps up this episode of the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast. He, of course, is Scott Trench. I am Mindy Jensen saying good day, Sunray. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. 
And if you're looking for even more money content, feel free to visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash biggerpocketsmoney. Bigger Pockets Money was created by Mindy Jensen and Scott Trench. Produced by Kaylin Bennett. Editing by Exodus Media. Copywriting by Nate Weintraub. Lastly, a big thank you to the Bigger Pockets team for making this show possible. There's a reason small multifamily investing is so popular in the Bigger Pockets community. With just a 3.5% down payment, you can own up to four different units. Think about it. If you house hack and live in one of the units, you still have three different groups of tenants helping to pay down your mortgage each month, four kitchens and bathrooms you can renovate to increase your property value, four different Airbnbs, medium-term rentals, or other rental strategies you can try in one property, all in just one transaction. Of course, the question is, where do you find a small multifamily property that you can afford? Which market and which deal is best for you? Once you close, how do you manage it, optimize it, keep scaling, and living your life without being tied down by four leaky toilets or four fussy tenants? These are all great questions, all to be answered in the upcoming Small Multifamily Bootcamp with Chris Lopez and Leica Devtha. So if you're serious about growing your portfolio with this highly efficient strategy, head to biggerpockets.com slash four today and join us in the Small Multifamily Bootcamp. That's biggerpockets.com slash F-O-U-R. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.